Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got friend of the show, Christopher Artis. He's with uh, Maxim Integrated, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, you know, how the Internet of Things is migrating legacy technologies and legacy applications into a more intelligent environment. Isn't that right, Chris? Welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, th- thanks, Alex, for having me on again. Yeah, there's absolutely a lot of motion we see uh, in terms of old mechanical sensors or old legacy systems that, uh, you know, now that you've got network connectivity, you know, nobody's really surprised that a lot of those things are becoming more intelligent and talking more. But there's some uh, there's some legacy technology out there that's certainly got to be upgraded to make it happen. Exactly. And in this case, specifically, we're going to talk about uh, metering. I mean, we're, we're going to rotate a little bit around water, but obviously this applies to any fluid. But even the area of water, when you think of the energy required to manage water, to move it around, to ensure that it's being properly utilized. Plus, if it's going to be used for human consumption, it's got to be cleaned and filtered. So any waste in the water system is also huge amounts of waste in the power system, right? It absolutely is. And, you know, if you just purely talk about the amount of electricity just for cleaning and moving the water, <clears throat> you're right. That that's, There's a huge amount of waste there. And in fact, you look at some figures out there that say that a third of the cleaned water that we move around across the world is wasted. Uh, you talk about the number of power plants that it takes to just move that wasted water around, and, and you're talking about getting rid of hundreds of power plants. Uh, you know, if, if you can somehow somehow get rid of that waste in the system, that's not the only problem, too. Some of the problems are that, you know, the, the current solid-state technology that gives us this great promise of making these things smarter is pretty power-hungry. So you're wasting, you're wasting power in terms of battery size on some of these meters, too. You certainly don't want a water meter to, uh, connected to the grid for safety reasons. Exactly, exactly. And then the whole aspect of putting intelligence into these systems, you're not only saving power, but they're also more accurate. They're going, to give, they're going to make you money downstream. That's what I love about these technologies is not only are we saving the world, we're also making money in the process. And also, uh, you know, if we're lucky, help save the environment. Yeah, here in California, we're constantly in horrible drought conditions, and uh, I think people are just realizing, just now being turned on to the fact that Every one of our homes is leaking gallons of water per day. You know, ten percent of the homes in the U.S. leak more than ninety gallons a day. And in fact, the water well, meter you've got outside your house won't detect anything less than three hundred and sixty gallons a day. Exactly. I mean, because you're talking about number one, mechanical devices, and then water itself is a wear material. Yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures of of uh, older, and not that old, but maybe ten year old mechanical meters have been popped open. You know, first of all, they take them out of the field and they, they test them for accuracy. They were 1% when they got installed. They're in excess of 10% off uh, when, when they take these things apart after a few years in the field. And then you look inside, and it's just corrosion and dirt and grime inside these things. I can't believe I'm drinking this water, frankly. <laughs> well, hopefully that's pre-processing. But then again, when you think about that, Chris, you you know, a non-contact electronic measurement method is going to be more accurate up front and after 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. If you can make the measurement system solid state, non-movable, <clears throat> and, and make sure to protect your sensing elements so they don't actually have to be in the water, in the stream itself, and contacting you know, all the minerals, it's, it's going to make for a meter that's going to stay in calibration for a very long time. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I, um, we all have to look at where these legacy mechanical systems can be replaced by intelligent systems. 
metering is a perfect example. Why don't you go a little bit more into the nuts and bolts of your solution? What's the part number and what does it do and all of the things for you there? Yeah, sure. So, you know, the part that we recently introduced is called the Max 35101, and it's a a flow metering device, a flow metering measurement system on chip. Um, and it, it's pretty drastically different from previous solutions. So if, if you look at you know how we how we can uh, measure water consumption today, it's mechanical. We've talked about why that has issues. Uh, there are some solid state solutions, but they all involve pretty heavy um, pretty heavy you know high speed ADC requirements, a lot of DSP, um, and a lot of power consumption. And so you, you've got to ship big. Uh, batteries with each one of these water meters that goes out. What we've got is a pretty different and unique approach. Uh, it, it's an ultrasonic approach. We have a, a, uh, a little engine in our devices that can measure time with great precision down to the picoseconds. Um, and what we do is we launch uh, pulses through some piezos that go upstream and downstream. And the water or whatever is flowing through the pipe will carry the signal faster in, in one direction and it will limit the signal in the other direction. Not a big, huge difference in time, but if you can measure in picoseconds, you can actually do something interesting with that. You only have to measure mm-hmm. it once, and and so what that means is we can really duty cycle, and we can uh, you know we can start launch pulse, go back to sleep, and get a pretty accurate measurement that exceeds you know current mechanical stuff by you know an order of magnitude. Um, and it can also all be done in, in only a handful of microamps, so you're not really having to to go with a big battery. You can actually reduce battery sizes in, the, in these meters. And there we go again, power. The beautiful part about it is you're saving all the way around, and then obviously that also tacks onto the uh, ROI of the system because there is a price difference, but I think that the price difference is definitely going to be overwhelmed by the benefits downstream. Absolutely. You can look at these, the savings in, in a couple ways, and the ROI is, is going to be uh, um, fantastically positive if you just think about you know, if you need to pull water meters out after they get after they become corroded and after they slow down, the solid state approach is just going to plain save you money there. If you're talking about you know losing 10% of your accuracy over the course of a few years to a water utility, that's going to have a hard time going to its uh, regulatory commission and increasing rates to compensate for that. Then you're talking about reclaiming revenue that they're essentially losing because the things that that affect these meters almost always mm-hmm. slow them down, and so that's just lost money for the utilities. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Now, um, what kind of support do you offer the community? I mean, I realize it's a meter reader, uh, but then again, if you're replacing mechanical uh, legacy solutions, you, you probably have a reference design or some kind of solu- uh, support that you can give guys and gals out there who are trying to replace their solutions with yours. Yeah, today we've got an EV kit that people can use to hook up to some piezos, and they can use the, uh, use the device as is to start taking measurements. Um, we are actually currently working on a reference design that will be released uh, a little bit later this year that will actually take it that step further to give a lot of software. But we have a handful of partners uh, that we can connect people with now who actually have already gone to that link, gone to that step of, of uh, producing a uh, producing a, a reference design with software and all the packages and can help uh, people who don't know much about solid state technology work these things in. That's one of the other issues in some of these industries is if you, if you, you know, many of the engineers aren't horribly familiar with solid-state technology, with working with semiconductors. So uh, you know, uh, the partners we've got already have a lot of those things solved and can help handhold through that process. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing about solid-state technology is that every application space where solid-state technology was developed to solve the application, it is eventually wound up pushing out the legacy analog solutions. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, this is just a, another great example of you know you, you take the, this mechanical meter, we're going to fix it, but then once that once that's done, you you open up a whole host of other places to measure water. It, it's going to be exactly like the uh, the energy measurement where yeah, it starts on the side of your house, but but then what what do you want to do to measure your appliances or in the industrial space you want to measure your factory floor, you want to measure your your uh, um, um, right your, your process equipment. Like, Exactly. You want to measure as many points as you can to figure out where where your your losses are. I see the same thing happening in water, especially starting off in the industrial space, but then eventually going on into other spaces as well. What if you had to, you know, I, I know for sure I've had my sprinkler systems in the backyard leaking pretty often. If I could just clamp on a meter to that and tell, then I could actually start to diagnose the problem without having to dig the whole thing up. Exactly. Well, Again, the, the benefits are multiple, and the beauty is is that these technologies are accessible today. The prices are coming down, and obviously, in your case, the technical support is there so you can migrate into the next generation of uh, measurement technology. Yeah, absolutely. The trend is clearly there. These things are moving to solid state, so I, I think we're showing up at just the right time with a low-power, cost, you know, bomb-cost-effective solution. There you go. So... Chris, I always give my guests an opportunity to have the final word. Uh, you could talk a little bit more about the product, or you can give a little bit of an insight in the uh, st- strategy of the company, or just your own personal tip, but the floor is yours. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so thanks. I think uh, I think what we're seeing here in the water meter sector is uh, is kind of analogous to the early phases of the Internet of Things that we're seeing in the energy sector. You know, where you know, I, I'm a pretty firm believer that the Internet of Things only makes sense in, in certain places where there's a good ROI. And I think where those places are is where you've got a precious resource to manage. There's all we've already got solutions for. You know, how do you how do you go and measure energy consumption at the plug, or at the data center, or at various other places in the factory floor? And and I think that the next precious resource we all need to think about and worry about because it's a big challenge for the planet is water. You know, not only are we wasting a lot, but it's uh, becoming harder and harder to find and process clean water. And so the, these types of solutions are gonna, just going to help us make a, a smarter Internet of connected uh, sensors. They'll just help us monitor and, and fix issues, maybe give us all clean water for the next 100 years. There you go. And that's always commendable because uh, I, I also am a big believer in being able to save the planet from the comfort of your living room, just uh, develop the right solutions and you don't have to beat yourself up as much about it. Uh, that's an excellent vision. I like saving the world from the living room. <laughs> well, hey, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm definitely going to drag you back again, of course. Uh, we'll talk about some other elements under the large uh, umbrella that is Maxim, but, uh, Maxim Integrated. But for now, I'm going to unfortunately have to let you go. All right. Thanks a lot, Axe. Appreciate the time. Oh, pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paltz for Paltz on Power. Have a great day.